Okay, folks, here we go. Another another week is coming gone. It's the look back on the divisional round. The as Chris Berman calls or Boom calls it the best weekend in football. Well, sadly, it didn't live up to that this time. It did not. Especially for the Eagles, they basically boat boat race the Giants. It was not even not even close. And some of the other games weren't really that good either. I mean, you know, there was some surprises, you know, and unfortunately a disappointment of a team. And then there was the 49ers and Cowboys game. Now, obviously, that that was that went the way we all thought it would go. So, but obviously for the Eagles, they're in the NFC Championship game for the eighth time, seventh time since 2001. And it's obvious that Worries and nerves that I felt before last Sunday, Saturday, Sunday, Saturday night's game, all went away in the first drive, basically, and they went on to dominate. But obviously, there's a lot of other teams that we have to obviously talk about during this divisional weekend. But obviously, we'll start like we always start with the Eagles game and whatever y'all think, whatever y'all thoughts were about it. So go ahead to looking back on a very successful win for them last weekend. All right, yeah. Well, I don't have much insight into this game. Obviously, I've been out of the country for the last week. Um, I did watch uh, the replay on NFL.com, at least the first half of that game, and obviously Eagles destroyed them the first half. So that was nice to see, man. It was nice, but uh, – yeah, it's it. I, I don't have a whole lot of insight on this game, but it, it, it's nice, man. Eagles in the NFC Championship game. Um, I mean, we dominated on both sides of the ball. Lane Johnson looked good. Um, Jalen Hurts looked healthy. Um, we ran the ball often, early and often, which is great to see because let's face it, man. The last uh, last month of the regular season, we were just pass happy even with Gardner Minshew in there we were pass happy so I like to see us committing to the running game uh Miles Sanders Boston Scott scored another touchdown against the Giants you know um so you know we had it working on all the levels you know the defense dominated it was just it was it was just dominating performance and uh you know um one thing I will say is I keep I keep saying I keep uh comparing this team to 2017 team and um um we played on a uh, January 21st that was the game that was set but last Saturday last well we in 2017 we played on January 21st it was uh against the the Vikings in the NFC championship game um yeah yeah beat them 38 to 7 and uh guess what the score was this time 38 7 on January 21st so you know Right back at it, and uh, you know what? You look at that NFC Championship game when we beat the when the Vikings. Um, you know they had some nothing quarterback that got hot at the end of the year, and everybody was sweating him like he was some star. And uh, guess what? Now we're going in, in this NFC Championship game with another guy that just got hot at the end of the year. That was a nothing. That you know he's he might not be a terrible quarterback. He's nice a nice backup quarterback, but. You know, he's not a superstar. Let's face the facts. So hopefully this time we can bring him back down to earth just like we did with Case Keenum. So we'll see. But, 
man, one more win and win the Super Bowl. That's all that matters. Yes, yes, yes. And um, I was I was kind of in the same deficit as you in terms of watching the game. I was on my way down to w- watch it with my friends down in uh, Delaware. And so I had to make a stop at the store. And all my time I got to the store, the game had started. I got caught in traffic. So it was 7 nothing as I'm rolling my way down 476. Then by the time I'm looking to park, it's 14 nothing. <laughs> and I finally parked. And I didn't even realize the interception happened while I was walking into the bar. So I get into the bar and we're about to put up 21 nothing. So by the time I got there, and one of my buddies had the nerve to bet against me because he's a, a Giants fan. Uh, I got to collect my money early. <laughs> nice crisp twenty, and uh, no, he's a Giants fan because that's where he was born. So I was hanging on to his New York Giants, and uh, so it was just fun to sit there. Even though the volume wasn't even on the TV, we could just look up enough and see twenty-eight nothing. It's halftime. Then the Giants try to do something and start the third quarter. It's 28-7. And then we just say no more of that. 38-7. Stop it. And like I said, wind up being the same score as what we did to Minnesota. Uh I said Minnesota scored first, and then we just scored the next 38 points. <laughs> so I felt great. It was great to be able to by halftime just chill and not even have to worry about a thing. And I couldn't have felt more confident. And I also feel almost as confident as next week. But we'll talk about that later. But I'm so happy to see the Eagles put the ball on the ground. Not on the ground, but run the ball. 268 yards on the ground. But it started with that. It started with that first bomb to to Devontae. And that opened. So they actually passed to open up the ground game. And then that beautiful catch by Goddard. I mean, come on. The one-hander falls in. Boom. So uh, as you see the crowd, it's my first time seeing this type of video. This is called an all-access video. That's on NFL.com. So they give you all the back uh, behind the scenes stuff. As you saw, some uh, uh, some of the other um, vocal stuff that you can't hear. While they just and we just marauded toward Danny Dimes. And then we had no shot here. He had no shot. The first game we started off 21 nothing. Second game we started 19 nothing. This one we started 28 nothing. That's domination of a team. So it's so hard <laughs> to beat a team three times. Is it really? Is it really? No. So it would felt great. So there's not much I can say else to say, just domination. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I say, we're watching the highlights here. I mean, you know, pretty much after once once Devontae got that catch and then that great bulldozing touchdown by Goddard, this was a route. And everybody played their part. Okay, AJ Brown, yeah, he he had he he wasn't not really a no show, but he didn't do much, and he wasn't really happy about that. But obviously, I hope he can bounce back one Sunday. But 
he didn't really need him, you know, because it was a because we ran for 268 yards. And of course, Boston Scott, who I know very well because he signed my cap a couple years ago, still doing his thing against the Giants. Love playing the Giants. I, I, I just don't remember one player, you know, that just has the number of one team like like he does with when it comes to the Giants. And really, I mean, this game was was over basically within about 20, 20, 20 minutes. It was over. And really, you know, the, the second half, OK, the Giants tried to adjust. They tried to make a run for a second. But that was just it for just a second. Danny was in trouble all game. Of course, they couldn't run the ball. And obviously, like I said, the receiving core. You know what's sad about the receiving core? When the season began, look who the Giants had on the receiving court. They had Sterling Shepard, Wandale Robinson, and Kadarius Tony. Now, I'm not saying those guys, if they were still on the team, would have made a difference. Mm-hmm. But think about that. They actually had receivers. Nothing yeah, they had some names. Yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing how, how they messed that up. Throwing but, Kenny Galladay too as a name, but he's a boss. Yeah, but he he, he doesn't count. <laughs> but still, it's just it's a, it's amazing that they had weapons that they either traded or got injured. So really, at the end of the day, was Darius and Hodges and Richie James, whoever the hell that is. I mean, they just they just <laughs> took hang with the, with the team. For more yards than they had, we rushed for two. Yeah, well, like I said, I mean, it is what it is. Like I said, Sirianni's done a damn good, a damn good job. It's a shame he got snookered for Coach of the Year, and Brandon Gary got really snookered for Comeback Player of the Year. He should win it from what yeah. he's done this year. The man, the man yeah. came back from a torn Achilles and had twelve yeah. sacks. I mean, I'll Saquon on it. I'll Saquon on this. He played thirteen games last year. <laughs> Yeah, he, it's not like – I mean, yeah the, yeah, the Giants weren't that good last year, but it's not like he was injured, you know. <laughs> like, to me, you know, it's a violation. Now, yeah. Sirianni not winning Coach of the Year is not that big a violation because I always looked at that award as as an award where you have bigger – when you don't have the expectations, but you overachieve. Yeah. So, Brian Dable should win that award. Eagles I don't, overachieved, I mean, man. Eagles overachieved. Yeah, yeah, they did. They did to a degree. But the Giants were supposed to be a four-win team that ended up a nine-win team and a playoff winner and a division played into the second round. It went a little far into the playoffs than anybody ever anticipated. Uh, but, that's BS, man. Any, any, the, every year, the team, if the team that has the best record in the NFL, their coach is always up for coach of the year. Yeah. That's just how it is. And you talk about a team that no, nobody else besides like a couple of people like you guys and me maybe thought yeah. that they would even have a, be in this position. You know, I mean, no one else thought this team was like the, the best or one of the best in the NFC. I mean, come on, man. He should yeah. be nominated. I'm not sure if he will win because I, I think the Giants' expectations are so low. I, I probably would go there. I felt <laughs> – Good about the Eagles being since summer. So for me, they're where I expect them to be. But you're right, nationally speaking, no. People still thought the Cowboys were going to win the division. 
Yeah, well, that's why, why they, they still give us they give us help for this for this NFC of the Eagles. You know, they're they're not fans of this team for whatever reason. They just they just whiffer on, on us, even when we're as good as we are now. They just like they they fall in love with the Cowboys. They just want to they just want to spite. Just like like your your boy Jokic get over Embiid for MVP in the NBA. You know they 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 snookered Embiid at least one of those years, especially last year. So, Maybe. but like Yo. I said, uh, <laughs> but like I said, I mean it, it's it's a Philly thing. As now we as now they call this thing a, a Phillies thing. You know, we 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 you know at least we have a first has a chance at the MVP. Don't know if he's going to win it over Mahomes, but we'll see. But he deserves to win it. He deserves to win it. You know, but yeah. we'll see what happens. But Dude, I don't even care about the MVP. I don't have much else to say about the Giants. You know, the season's over for them. We took care of our business. Now, as far as this Sunday with the 49ers, obviously, we'll get to our tail of the tape here in, in just a moment. Obviously, We'll see what happens. You know, like I said, the Brock Brock Purdy has obviously lived a very charmed life to this point. But like I said, we've never seen he hasn't really played anybody serious, and now he's about to come to Philly in, in front of a hostile crowd. On August first, he was just wondering if he'll even make a roster. Now he's here he is nearly six and a half months later in a position to contend. For for a Super Bowl berth in the biggest game he'll ever play, one of the biggest games he'll probably hell this probably will be the biggest game he ever plays at this point. So, like I said, the 49ers do. I am a little nervous about this game, but not terribly. You know, I still think we should win. But like I said, the 49ers they do have a lot. Of, it, it's going to be a tougher challenge than what what we had to deal with on Saturday. They have won their last 12 games. They have a defense. They have a dangerous pass rush. You know, Fred Warner is probably the best best defensive player in this league right now. I mean, it, I mean it's debatable with Hassan Reg and all of them. But he, he, is, he, he is a dangerous linebacker. He flies around like a cruiserweight. I mean, hell. I mean, you know. We'll see what happens. I mean, it's going to be an interesting. It's going to be an interesting deal on Sunday. Now, there is now, like I said, we always give the weather forecast, and there is one, one issue I do have. People would think that when the forty dollars would come here would be like thirty-five degrees and cold or something. The temperature on Sunday at three o'clock will be fifty-four degrees. It's mm-hmm. not that far off of what 49ers play at yeah. this time of the year. Mm-hmm. So, well, I mean, yeah, I don't, I'm not going to say weather makes a difference. It normally doesn't, and especially if it's not if it's clear and stuff. But still, it's not like if they're going to come in they're cold. They don't know how to play in that kind of weather. So, you know, it's going to be right in yeah. their in their ballpark in a way. But we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens on on Sunday. Yeah, yeah, I'm I not worried about the weather. Nah, we're just going to win, period. Yeah. I mean, Brock Purdy, man, he came from what, Iowa? I mean, yeah. Iowa State. Iowa State. Iowa State. State. Yeah, of Iowa. I mean, it's 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 a lot colder out there than it is here normally. You know, you're talking about like, what, 10 degree weather in the oh, winter yeah. time? Winter, oh, I mean, he's used to real. that. 
So it, it, that doesn't bother yeah. me at all. Okay. Yeah. What he's what he's not gonna be used to are seventy three thousand Eagles yeah. fans in his ear. That's yeah, what he's not gonna be used to. Going crazy. <laughs> That's what he's going to deal with. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Not just that, but this a relentless pass rush just fucking coming at his coming at his Hassan Reddit every, every play. And Brandon Graham. <laughs> I'm yeah. telling you, I'm feeling good. Feeling good. <laughs> All right. Well, like I said, we'll get we'll get to that matchup here here in just a moment. But obviously, let's look at the rest of the of this weekend's matchups that we just went through here. Obviously, the Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes, that ankle injury we'll talk about, obviously, in the tail of the tape. They beat Jacksonville, no big surprise there. That That's not surprising. And then there's Dallas and, <laughs> oh, my God, the 49ers, the Dallas themselves. Okay. But now the, hard, now the hard question is, we've seen enough sample size of Dak Prescott, and this probably was the worst we've seen this year with the turnovers. Should we all agree that Dak Prescott will never win a Super Bowl? As the quarterback of that team. Oh my God. Well, <laughs> I'll take you back to the the before the year before he got drafted. I thought the guy had talent, man. Um, this was when Chip Kelly was still the head coach of the, of the Eagles. And I was like, oh yeah, this guy Dak Prescott, he could be a good fit for Chip Kelly. Okay. Um he, he came back for another year, okay. Ended up uh Going to the to the Cowboys the year we got Carson Wentz, and I was like, yeah, he's got some talent, but the bottom line, he's not a great quarterback. He'll never be a great quarterback. Um, can you win a Super Bowl and not be a great quarterback? Yeah, of course. I mean, we've seen Nick Foles, we've seen uh uh, uh Brad Johnson, Joe Flacco, you know, a bunch of a lot of guys win Super Bowls without being a great quarterback. But is it likely? No. Um, has Dak shown that he can even win in the playoffs? No, <laughs> you know. I mean, yeah, he's he's got. He, as far as I'm concerned, he's never going to win a Super Bowl. Um, he's he's a really good quarterback in the right system with the right players around him, but highly unlikely he's ever going to win a Super Bowl. So, I'm. I, I mean, the bottom line is anybody could win it any year. He's better than Nick Foles. Let's face it. He's better than Nick Foles, the Philly hero. You know, he's better than uh, Jeff Hostetler. <laughs> he's better than uh, Brad Johnson. He's better than uh, uh, Trent Dilfer. I mean, yeah, I he's is he a better quarterback than those guys? Yeah, he's, Nick got a Nick got a better playoff record. Well, hey, I mean, <laughs> you have an all time defense like like you go back to the Ravens, Trent Dilfer. I mean, you have an all-time defense. Yeah, sure, sure. You can win a Super Bowl, but how likely is it? <laughs> I mean, the, the year Peyton Manning won it with the Broncos, he was horrible. He was he, he was a horrible quarterback, but their defense was all-time level. I mean, how likely is it that, that the Cowboys are going to be an all-time level defense, especially right. with how good they've already been? Are they going to get better or are they going to get worse with the cap situation? They're going to get worse, so – yeah, no, he's he's not a he's he's not going to win a Super Bowl. And I firmly agree with you that 
it's definitely not there. I mean, just no, 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 no. And I'm not sure anywhere because once he faces real competition, turtles back up again. Oh yeah, he looked great against Boyd. I mean, the, the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, eight and nine Buccaneers. I mean, might add, but then when he had to face real competition, he remembered back to doing dumb stuff like that. This is just <laughs> dumb. And 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 then the next interception was even more egregious. He just totally looked his receiver down, and they just, just and the dude just like, okay, I'll just take it. So right back to his interceptions, right back to the same guy we, we know, the guy who led the league in interceptions, went just resorted back to who he was. And even his own boy, Jerry, put it on him. <laughs> he just Jerry just basically said, man, we had bad play from the quarterback position. Old Jerry. And then the Dallas Twitter account said it too. <laughs> I mean, come on. They were big for, because the defense actually played respectable and held San Fran to only nine first half points. So the game was within reach. They only put up 19 points. But you're going Meyer, this horrible kicking. That's what led to that block. It wasn't just that it was blocked, it's because he kicked it to the left. That's why that was blocked. Now he made up for it and made a field goal later, but fine. But uh, but Dackey, nah, no Super Bowl for him. <laughs> oh, for God's sake! Well, well, I, I'm not going to call him Dak anymore. His name, he, his real <laughs> name, his actual name, his mother gave him is Dakota. Dakota. So he's Dakota. <laughs> he's not Dak. He he's he's lost that. He's lost the right to be to be called by his nickname. He is Dakota Prescott, and Dakota, unfortunately. You know, he got the yips again with these interceptions. And, you know, like I said, I mean, he's a decent quarterback. And you and, and like I said, you know, I mean, Kirk Cousins is better than all those quarterbacks you mentioned too. So, I mean, but at the end of the day, it's just, you know, Dallas is a pressure cooker. It's always been a pressure cooker, long before Jerry Jones bought it. And obviously, you know, today they just have nothing but memories to live off of. You know, they haven't won anything in, since 1995. I was nine years old. Y'all were obviously young as well. So, like I said, it's just thinking about 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 that game just tells you, all right, you know, watching that game, I'm like, you know, the 49ers are, are not that great. The, and Dallas' defense has played respectable all year. But can they actually make a move? And then – you know, just watching that game, it's just like, you know, he just—I don't know what the hell they were thinking. You know, the, the and then and you know, Maher missed. He got the the block. And Kwame, you were over watching a half the game. You know, we were having dinner mm. at Mike with our buddy Mike. So you, you know, but still, then blew out my this, tire. This, well, yeah, that's that's a different story. But anyway, <laughs> but obviously. You know, this this game obviously told me that, you know, I don't have a lot of worries anymore or any concerns. I mean, you know, but, you know, at the end of the day, you know, Dakota and the Cowboys are going back into their holes until September, and then the hype will be back up again. 
<laughs> and then and then there's Michael Parsons, Mister Mister. I'm such a great defender, defender. But when a game shows up, <laughs> I hide. I hide. Mm-hmm. This guy, this guy is almost like a damn con artist. As good of, <laughs> as good as defender he is, when a big game shows up, where the hell is he? Where is his game? Mm-hmm. They call him Lawrence Taylor. That's an insult. Mm. That's a fucking insult. Mm. The guy Mm-mm-mm. doesn't show up. What did he do on Sunday? I mean, come on now. And you and you wanted to be a cowboy since your family wanted to be the cowboy before they before they even conceived you. <laughs> like, come on, man. Like, seriously, you're not even the Marcus Ware. Even he tried to be a, a good a, a hell of a player in bad spots. But at the mm-hmm. end of the day, you know, I agree with both of y'all. Dallas is going to have to find some sucker. I mean, next quarter, next per- person up because Dakota will not win another. He will not win a, a championship. He's just an average. He's just above average quarterback. He's Kirk Cousins. You know, basically, you know, I don't know if he's a loser, but I I doubt it. But but he's not a winner either. So at the end of the day, you know, it is what it is. I mean, we can laugh all day. I'm sure we did all of us. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. The same old, same old. Second round, exit, ramp, right. Bye-bye. See you in September. Yeah. Yeah, well, I will say this, though. Um, when it comes to Dak and when it comes to the Cowboys, I'm not going to completely trash Micah Parsons yet. I mean, he's a young player. He might develop. Dak, let's say the facts, man. Um his, his window was two years ago, okay? Two years ago, they still had an elite offensive line. Mm-hmm. They had a younger Zeke at running back. They had uh, C.D. Lamb. They had uh, uh, Amari Cooper. They had uh, a healthy Michael Gallup. He was – those first – that first month of the season, he was thrown for 400 yards a game. And, uh, you know, bad luck for him. He – broke his leg all of a sudden the cap situation hits him you know Mm. they gotta pay him they gotta pay all these other players and uh that's it you know that was his that was his opportunity that one year and uh and it's over it's over he's he he needs that type of player he needs that type of talent around him to to be a super bowl winning quarterback to be an elite quarterback and with paying him what what are they paying him now? 40, 45 million, 50 million a year? I don't even know anymore. Um dude, you, you just can't have that type of talent unless you just hit yeah, next him. yeah, next year he'll be getting forty some million. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you know, unless you have unless you just hit on every single draft pick and you get like a Justin Jefferson in that twenty one and Cooper Cup in the third round and you know T Higgins in the second round, you know, unless you just like have an amazing draft every single year, he's done. So yeah, I'm not going to hit, I'm not, I'm not going to shit on Michael, Michael Parsons yet. I mean, the guy can get off the quarterback. He's, he's a great player. He'll, I think he'll come into his own, but quarterback wise, this is the best we're going to see from the Cowboys going forward. And this, and the sad thing is, as well, is that they they lost uh, Tony Pollard in the first half. He broke his uh, he broke his leg or some foot or something. 
And yeah. now Zeke and now Zeke's contract is finally being exposed to the point where he's begging he's begging Stephen Jones to take a pay cut so he could stay a cowboy next year. <laughs> they may have to cut him. So yeah, the Cowboys gonna look a little different in September. And they may not be as good as this team was this year or what they've been the last two years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So oh yeah. I I've already stated before, I don't see any chance of him winning anything there. I don't see any window for the team by the next five years. One, you got to deal with Dak's huge contract if you're keeping him. And you got to work around that. Ezekiel, big contract. Going to keep him? I mean, he's already deteriorating. So unless Jer is going to start making, start cutting. His 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 two favorite boys, then they're screwed um, to gain any further uh, help uh, for that team, and it just ain't gonna happen. <laughs> oh well. Yeah. Now we're gonna move off the off of off off of the off of this. Sorry, Cowboys. Yes. Unfortunately. Why we can take we can take shots at Dallas and and them all the time. There is a team that we are very disappointed in, and a quarterback we're very disappointed in, and that's the Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen. What happened on S- Sunday was what I thought would happen. Cincinnati was the better team all the way around. They didn't care about the weather. They didn't care about the crowd. They shockingly, well, no disrespect. They didn't even care that DeMar was there. DeMar Hamlin was there as support. Yep. None of it worked for, for Buffalo. And Josh Allen played scared, nervous, and to the point where, I mean, I, I'm even, I was shocked of, of what I was seeing. I thought it would be a close game and Cincinnati would be in that way. But Cincinnati was never in, was never, this game was never in doubt with them. They went up 14 nothing. And that was game right there. So my question to y'all, and I'm sure one of y'all probably have a, a more of a of a criticism than the other. Same question as we said about that. Can the Buffalo Bills win a Super Bowl with Josh Allen? Well, they, they can win the Super Bowl with, with Josh Allen. Um I mean, we've seen him make he we've seen him come up big in big moments often. Okay. Um did he come up big in this game? No. Um, I'll be, did I watch any of this game? No. So I, I I can't really tell you exactly what happened in this game, but I know Josh Allen. I know uh, this team. I think more than anything, this team needs a little bit of revamping on their coaching staff. I think their defensive, defensive coordinator, uh, Leslie Frazier, I think he's a fraud. Um <laughs> But you know, I think we need. I think they need a a, a guy that's going to sort of uh, get after the quarterback a little bit more, rather than just playing base defense and you know watching Jamar Chase just <laughs> you know. But uh, I think they I think they can win a Super Bowl, but um, they they just need to they just need to make some moves on this team and uh, sitting here and making excuses. You know, we see. I I don't know if you saw Brandon Bean. He's like, oh well. You know, Cincinnati has an advantage because they have uh, Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow on a rookie contract. Well, hey, 
what happened when he had uh when he had Josh Allen on a rookie contract? Okay, I mean it's a matter of uh, making the moves when you when when you have the, that window, and uh, when you pay your guy, you just got to be better at drafting. You got to get the you got to get the guys that can that can uh, succeed, and uh, you know the Bills. By the way, they could have had Justin Jefferson. You know. <laughs> They traded a first round draft pick to the to the uh Vikings. The Vikings took that use that first round draft pick to take uh uh Justin Jefferson. And mm-hmm. the, the Bills had uh Stephon Diggs, you know, and, and the Bills paid Stephon Diggs a ton of money. So to say, oh well, uh the Bengals have an advantage because they have uh, Jamar Chase on a rookie contract and we paid uh Stephon Diggs. Well, hey, you could have just as easily had uh, J- Justin Jefferson. So mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. I mean, come on, man. Quit making excuses and just say, hey, I we, we lost. We <laughs> got outplayed. That's how it is. And uh, Cincinnati, man, you know, they're they're looking like a powerhouse for the next decade at least. They got the players. They got the quarterback. Their defense, very underrated, man. Very underrated. That, that Cincinnati defense is very good. And, uh, man – we we we'll talk about the, this the, the this game coming up on Sunday against the the Chiefs with uh, 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 Patrick Mahomes injured, and with uh, the fact that uh, Joe Burrow has is three and zero against Mahomes. But we'll talk about that. But I mean, this Cincinnati defense, this trio of wide receivers, Joe Mixon. Hey, maybe their offensive line isn't the greatest. It was way worse last year, and they really mm-hmm. were a play w- away from winning the Super Bowl. So, you know, <laughs> yep, this team's good, and it's going to be good for a long time. Yeah, um, they. Um, I was shocked and impressed to watch little Cincinnati just march downfield first two drives, boom, boom, fourteen <laughs> nothing. And then there's Burrow on the run, but but what really did it was a great mix, mix, uh, and no pun intended. But Mixon was running all through him. He was getting about eight nine yards a pop in the, those first two drives, and that's what allowed uh, Burrow and company to work downfield when they needed because they had they had to respect the run, and so a little of everything was working for him. Tight ends doing his thing, uh, Mr. Hurst there, and the uh, then then as you said before, Cincinnati's defense might be overlooked, but solid. They play a solid game in Buffalo snow, and you can only for the Bills or for any team, you can only ride emotion so far. You know, uh, they wrote it on the first game. And knowing what it's about, as much as you're going to get out of an emotional thing, especially when the person's okay. <laughs> so the first game, yeah, they ran back to kickoff, opening kickoff, ran it back again. And, and but then by the time they played the Dolphins in the playoffs, they were trailing in the second half against Miami. So I give Rob credit for looking ahead and seeing that Cincinnati could go up there and take it to him. I still didn't think so. I thought the Bills still had enough to win. But obviously, using his favorite word, not. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, we 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 like you said, man. You've already announced of how good this Cincinnati team is. They're going to be good for for some time. You're absolutely right. I mean, hell, it's not for some time. There, it's the now, and and the now is the Bengals look like. I don't want to play this team. I don't care who you are. It's they. There, there's something about Joe Burrow. I have now a new nickname for him since I come from a family full of nicknames. Smoking Joe, since he likes to have a cigar after every win. It seems like or a big game deal. So I call him Smoking Joe. No disrespect to Joe Fraser, but <laughs> let's be honest. He's the he's the new Joe of of all Joes. He's the king of Joes now, and. <laughs> But obviously, one of the big things, and and this is two, and one thing y'all did forget to mention why Buffalo has, why they're 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 just off, is Von Miller on Thanksgiving. Yeah, he tore his knee on Thanksgiving. At that point, the defense was as good as anybody's. They were good, and could and like I said, we all know this is a team game, and one person doesn't have to make a huge difference. But I'm sure if Bob Miller was out there, this would probably have a different result or a different feel than what it turned out. And obviously, you know, Cincinnati, like I said, and we and we and we said this last week on the show here, Kwame and I, I was absolutely right. They were going to go to the Buffalo. They didn't give a damn. They just didn't give a damn. You know, I, I'm sure if that game happened without the Demar Hamlin thing, they probably would have smoked them in that game on that Monday night. So when you look at, at Cincinnati and when you look at Buffalo, there are two teams going in not really opposite directions. Buffalo's pretty much at stable at situation. They can beat Kansas City and they can probably be any other team in the conference or in this league, but Cincinnati. And Cincinnati pretty much right now could beat anybody because they they have a quarterback they believe in. They have weapons that are just as good as any weapons in the league, I mean, we're about to do our tail of the tape, so it's obvious that we already probably have already gone through it. But at the end of the day, this is this is a team that is going to be tough to deal with. Like I said, Kansas City's lucky because NFL just avoided an awkward situation where they would have to play a neutral site conference tile game, <laughs> and now there's rumors going around that that might become a good idea in the future. I hope not, because that would just bullshit home field advantage yeah, to yeah. just think that the conference tile game, yeah, it's a big deal, but still you worked hard to get that, that championship game, that opportunity to celebrate a, a, a Lamar hunt or a George Howard's trophy in front of the home crowd. You worked hard all year. Look at the Eagles, hopefully on Sunday. You don't <laughs> want to me. It makes no sense to have a neutral site conference tile game. And luckily that result with Cincinnati kind of at least avoid that that awkward embarrassment. So at the end of the day, Cincinnati is mm. what they are. They're they're a team right now that they're 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 coming. They're they're there. They they're going to be around for a while. They could be the. I'm not saying they're a dynasty. They're not Brady and Belichick yet. You have to actually win to be a dynasty. Win rings, but they're a team. They, they remind me of of. of of McNabb and Reed back in the early 2000s. They're they're going to be around for a while. They're going to be in the Super Bowl hunt for the next three or four years at least from where I'm seeing. 
So and there is some chatter about there's some chatter about going neutral for a conference championship games. Did you ever heard that's that? That's why I just mentioned. That's why yeah, I just that's mentioned. That's lame. That's lame. Ugh. It makes no sense anymore. Ugh. The reason but, I love the conference championship is because they're at home. But anyway, like I said, I've been thinking about this for the last couple of weeks, and glad and glad Matt is back. I as as y'all as we had to mention, Matt was on vacation once again, but he's back at just in time to preview to do something we haven't done yet on this look back. And now that we're in the conference championship, it's called the tale of the tape. Oh, so we're not going to talk about the Chiefs game. We're going to look at both of these matchups, both of these championship games. And we're going to start with our, our game first, the Eagles and the, and the 49ers. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to look at every position. Every position. I'm going to do it quickly because I know we might have a time constraint, but we're going to start with obviously the quarterback position. We're going to start there, and and we all know where we're going with that. So, go ahead with it. Yeah, I'm not going to get too much into it. If we're going one side or the other, I mean, Jail, uh, Jalen Hurts is the better quarterback right now. He's got the leadership. He's a better player. So, Hurts. Yep, it hurts for all the obvious reasons. Yeah. All right, running backs. Uh, this one goes to the Niners. I mean, Christian McCaffrey at running back, he beats Miles Sanders. And uh, the Eagles might have a little bit more depth, but uh, the, the system that the Niners run, they do – they do maximize the running back position. So um, either way, McCaffrey beats Sanders, so it goes to the Niners. Hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. Even though McCaffrey, I, I mean, Sanders outgained about 130 yards. But um, look at the average. I'm sorry, I was looking at the numbers here. Okay, anyhow, McCaffrey's no joke. I'm actually a fan of his. Uh, the one thing I'll give him over Miles is his ability to catch and run. I have better hands um, than Miles. Uh, if you're just going the toe-to-toe on just yeah. the lead backs. Um, if you're looking at the running back position, and then we can – uh, then add in Scott and others, and he they can bring in Debo. Debo. Um, hmm. It's interesting. I, but I'll. Hmm. That's, well, this is real interesting because we actually out are a better running unit if you're just looking at stats. If you're looking at yards, we do better. I. I now, who if I was that if I had to get on the field and say, okay, this this player I have to defend against, who am I more scared of? I guess I might go with the 49ers on that note. That McCaffrey's a little more di- dynamic, if you will. All right. All right. Why receiver? Why why receivers? All right. Well, Kwame, like Kwame pointed out, um, you know, you could you could consider Debo part of the running back staff too. 
but I'm just going to, I'm going straight positions here. So Debo, Brandon Ayuk versus uh, AJ Brown, uh, Devontae Smith. It's a, it's a pretty close one there. I, I give the, the those two a slight edge to the Eagles. And then you look at depth with uh, uh, Pascal and um, Wes Watkins at receiver. I think the Eagles have the advantage there, so I go Eagles. Okay. And I love the combination of, of Devontae and AJ. Just a great one-two punch. Maybe the best. Devontae has... 1196 yards, 95 catches. And AJ right behind him, 88 catches, 1496. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you just can't uh beat that as a combo. And now the highest 49er is uh, <laughs> ironically Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> 85 catches, 741 yards. That's almost almost looking at it twice. Like, is that right? <laughs> but yeah, and so that's in, in, in a little insane for a running back. Um, now Ayuk has seventy eight thousand fifteen. But on that note, I'm going with the Eagles, the better wide receiver unit. Tight end. Oh man, this one this one's close. You know, you're looking at George Kittle current. Versus Court George Kittle Jr. Um, I'm going with the younger guy here, Dallas Goddard. He's uh, he, I think he is what George Kittle was about four or five years ago, and uh, he, he he's just gonna even get better. But yeah, I got I got I, I got I got uh, Dallas Goddard here. Yeah, um, if I was rating it like a. Uh... Like a Madden player, I would say George Kittles might have a little more speed than Dallas. George Kittles' hands might actually be a little better or worse. However, I look at it, he catches those funky passes that bounces off his hands and off his head and off his hands again. <laughs> so either he's good or he's bad. And we've seen Dallas drop some easy ones. Then we see Dallas catch the hard ones. <laughs> um, so, and the one area I don't know, I haven't watched it enough. I don't know Jerry, I don't know Terry Kittle's blocking ability, but I do know Dallas's. And yeah. Dallas is great at blocking and taking you downfield with him if he has to. And Dallas is great at breaking tackles. And Kerry's pretty good too. I want to give the slight edge to Dallas. Yeah. Well, I will say this, like uh pro football focus, their ratings. Um, I mean, George Kittle is always top notch, but Dallas Goddard, even playing behind Zach Ertz, he's always placed as like a top five tight end. And uh, mm -hmm. I mean, he's he's he doesn't he he's just younger. So yeah, I'm going with Goddard here too. All right, O line. Oh my god. <laughs> Eagles. There's not even any analysis here. Eagles, no problem. Best at all the line in the NFL. Yep. Eagles, it is. And especially when you have one 
the gentleman, Mr. Johnson, who has not given up a sack yet. <laughs> and he's playing with an abdominal strain. <laughs> All right. Now we're going to go to the defensive side. All right. We're going to start. We're going to start with corner. Well, again, Darius Slay, James Bradbury. If Avante Max plays, even if he doesn't, you got Gardner Johnson there. Eagles, easy. Yes, Gardner Johnson, one of the tops in interceptions with six, a uh, four-way tie. Um, and so, and we got, and that's actually, if there was any weakness to the San Fran, it's the secondary. Um, so the Eagles, that's their strength. Even though Slay been a little shaky on me lately, but they look good Sunday. So going back with the Eagles, with the secondary. Linebacker. Okay. <laughs> so um you look at you look at the Niners. The Niners have some really good linebackers. They got the advantage here. But I gotta say this, man. Um Kaiser White, yeah. So so he was a nice signing. He he was better in the first half of the year than the second half of the year. Obviously, uh 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 Nicobe Dean is the future replacement for him. But my guy, man, TJ Edwards, I'll tell you. Go back a couple years ago when the Eagles made him sign him as an undrafted free agent. I was telling you then this guy is super underrated that this guy was going to be a really good linebacker in the NFL. Um, he, he, you look at his pro football focus stats, you look at what he's done this year, last year, he, he consistently places in the top 10 at linebacker for the last couple of years, whether it's coverage, running against the run, uh, rushing the pass or everything. I mean, this guy is a prototypical middle linebacker. He's a, he, he's a stud. Uh, that being said, I still got to give the advantage to the Niners, but I got to I got to give a shout out to my guy TJ Edwards because I've been talking this guy up for years, and uh, he's paying off, and he's going to get a big payday hopefully by the Eagles after this year. Ooh, okay, uh, some, um, um, forgive me, I'm just up here trying to find a name, but that's not important. Um. I would say this is a tough one. I know the linebackers on San Fran has get, gotten a lot of praise all year. Um, and But being able to watch what the Eagles have been doing, watching every game, seeing Mr. Graham, who should be the comeback player of the year, get double-digit sacks as a linebacker. I don't. I doubt there's any 49er linebacker with double-digit sacks. Correct me if I'm true, wrong. True. And... Um, I think Bosa led the league in sacks this year. Nick <laughs> said Bosa. Nick not? Bosa had 18 and a half sacks this year. That led everybody. Okay. Wait. Individually. Individually. Yeah. But all right. And I, I do remember that. And but yet the rest of the team is don't have as nearly as many. Um however, I will um in this particular case. I may have to lean 
They're trying to be biased, but I still gonna go with the Eagles. I still think the Eagles are but have uh, still have an edge on 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 that department. All right, Ed Ruster. I, I Ed. will say I will say, um, Kwame, you brought up a point though with a uh, um, linebacker versus edge rusher. Um, you know, if you technically Hassan Reddick is a linebacker, so. You could say mm-hmm. add him to the Eagles linebacker staff, and all of a sudden the Eagles linebacker staff is better than the Niners. So, you know, mm-hmm. it, it kind of depends on the system you run too. Yeah, and Bosa's an end, so he's yeah. You know, that's that's the line. So, all right, quickly, edge rusher, edge rusher. So we're gonna go. We're gonna say for the Eagles, for example, we got. Uh, since I already put, uh, I didn't put. Reddick as a linebacker, I'm going to say Reddick's edge rusher plus Josh Sweat plus Brandon Graham plus uh, uh, um, who am I forgetting here? Fletcher Cox. Yeah, well, he, he's interior, interior uh, line. Yeah. Um, Cox. Who am I forgetting here? Who's the other one I'm forgetting? Um, besides Sweat and ah, on I'm trying to think too. Grant, Grant. Oh man. Well, whatever. <laughs> I mean, either, either way, there's there's so many players, there's so many linemen on this team for the Eagles that I can't remember every single one. So Eagles all the way. Safety. Safety. That's gonna go to the Niners. Um actually it kind of depends with this mm. game. Mm. You know, if Gardner Johnson is playing back at safety and Avante Maddox is playing in the nickel, then uh, it could go to the Eagles. But if we're looking at uh, Epps and Reed Blankenship, as I'm up, dude, I'm a huge fan of Reed Blankenship. Another guy, when we went after that draft, when we talked, Rob, I told you Blankenship was underrated. But uh, yeah, he's come, he's come, he's come to life. You know, he's really. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, he could be a force, could be a gem, but pick up gem. Yeah, exactly. We don't give Howie Roseman a lot of credit. Pick up gem right there. Exactly, exactly. So I'm, I'm a big fan, but I'm just gonna go with the, the current structure of uh, CJ, uh, Gardner Johnson playing nickel with a uh, blanket ship and Epps back at safety, and I'm gonna say the Niners have the advantage there. All right, last one for this game: special teams. Oh, dude, I don't even know how good the 49ers special teams are, but I've seen the Eagles special teams all year, so I'm going to need to the Niners. Yeah, unfortunately, we started to fix it a little bit in December, but now I'm like, eh. So, <laughs> we'll give it to San Fran. Fine, you can have special teams. Yeah. Our kicking is great, though. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right, we're going to now go to the other matchup, the Bengals and the Chiefs. And we'll do the same thing we just did here for this game. So we'll start with, obviously, quarterback. All right, listen, man. Mahomes is a great quarterback. We'll we'll say it. But the the, the love that this guy gets is, um, is beyond how good he is, okay? He's 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 this Sarah's Brett Favre, okay? He this guy throws a shovel pass and the 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 announcers go, oh my god, 
He, he just made the greatest play I've ever seen in my life. You know, that's what you see with Brett Favre. Okay. This, this year is Brett Favre. Okay. Um, <laughs> this, it, I would say it's, I'm going to say it's a push, but uh, Joe Burrow as a quarterback, I think is probably better, but I'm going to, I'll say it's a push. But yeah, I, I think Mahomes gets way more love than he should based upon the, like the weird, the crazy plays he makes. Yeah. Um, it's a great head to head matchup in quarterback play. Even better, I would say better matchup than the NFC matchup, even though I think the NFC yeah. game is better. Well, maybe because I'm biased, because <laughs> I like one of the teams. But those two teams are just so intriguing that Burrow and company just dominate them. Um, but if you just separate the quarterback, um, I, I'll start to get a slight edge to Mahomes. I mean, first, he's probably going to get the MVP this year, lead the league in yards. Um, and he does do the craziest things. <laughs> he, like someone calls him the Mac, who's someone called him Magic Johnson of football? Because <laughs> you're like, wait a minute, how the hell did he pull that one off? <laughs> Even though I think, as a when you look at just pocket quarterbacks, Burrow's probably a better, um, and Mahomes is a little better on the improvising and doing things. But I'll, even though team wise, Bengals are the better team, but I'll go with Mahomes just head to head. Yeah, well, you also got to factor in it. We're talking about just this game. Mahomes is coming off his uh, ankle sprain. Now, okay. Yeah, if, if you factor that in, yeah, that's that's a problem. Yeah, yeah. and that's for sure. Then, then Burrow gets the edge. We'll see how bad this ankle looks. Yeah, you never know. Shoot it up. All right. Okay. Running back. That goes to the Bengals. Mm-hmm. Uh, as much as I'm not a big Mixon fan, he's a better running back than Isaiah Pacheco. So, easy Bengals. Yeah, uh, not much analysis, but I'm going to go with the Bengals and Mixon, too. Wide receiver. Again, there's there's no analysis needed. Bengals all the way. Yeah, you got T. Higgins. And uh, the Chiefs, the Chiefs, and, and I think that's another reason why people like Mahomes more, a little more, because it, they don't really have an outstanding wide receiver core. Um, and uh, so he does kind of make it work. So I'm going to go with the Bengals with the better receivers. Tight end. Well, you know, the, the Chiefs still may not have an outstanding uh, wide receiver core, but they got the most dominant tight end in the NFL, Travis Kelsey. Um so, I mean, that's obviously the Chiefs. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, while they, they may not have, like, the, the Jamar Chase of the team, but they, they got Travis Kelsey. So, it's it's not too bad. I would take that. Yeah. I think Kelsey had five or six catches in the first quarter of that game. The, the Jacksonville played them well, except for allowing a 98-yard drive by Chad Henney. If that didn't happen, we have a game. But once that did that, I said, oh, that's it. 
with um but the Chiefs, I mean, it's it's a no brainer that it goes to Kelsey for tight end. Yeah. O line. So this one this one goes <laughs> to Chiefs too. Um but Orlando Brown is very susceptible. That guy, that guy has been getting beat all year. Um, it still gives the advantage to the Chiefs, but it makes a little bit more. It makes it a little bit more close, especially when, especially when you factor in the fact that uh, Burrow has shown he can play without a good offensive line. But bottom line, the line goes the overall line goes to the Chiefs. Yep, I'll go with the Chiefs. I. We mentioned previous the Bengals offensive line is beat up yet they played quite well Sunday, um, or Saturday. No, Sunday. Yeah, I was right. <laughs> um, yeah, they played quite well. However, um, uh, yeah, I can't give them the edge right now, so I'll give it to the Chiefs. All right, we're gonna go to the defensive side here. All right. Mix it up a little bit. Edge rusher. You know, the Bengals don't have any, any, like, stars on their defense, okay? But they're good. Their defense overall is better than the Chiefs. Um, When it comes to edge rusher, I would have to give the uh, advantage to the Chiefs just defensive line in general, but the Bengals have a very underrated defense, man. And uh, I don't know, but yeah, edge rusher, I'll give the Chiefs. Yeah, neither team has, stands out to me on that end. Um, and yeah, I'm just trying to flashback and see who I think is a better edge rusher. And I've Right now, I'm just thinking of uh, I see visions of the Chiefs. Um, so I will lean on that just on my limited knowledge. <laughs> All right, linebacker. Uh, yeah, you know what? I think that D line goes to the Chiefs. I think when you get to the back seven, I think overall it goes to the Bengals, and that's where they excel on their defense. So I'm going with the Bengals at linebacker. Yeah, the the Chiefs defense overall is not does not really impress me too much. Um and uh so it comes to linebacker and based on also what I just saw with the Cincinnati's uh linebacker and core um against old Buffalo, I'm gonna lean on Cincinnati on this one too. Yeah. Corner. Cincinnati, again, back seven for the Bengals. I I give every position on the back seven for the Bengals. So, <clears throat> yeah, you know, on the same logic. Um, nothing about the Chiefs, even a secondary is all that spectacular. I think what has helped them as a team has been great offense, putting points up, then allowing. The front four, seven to put some pressure, do some blitzing, um, but I see the, the secondary very susceptible, so I'm going with Cincinnati. All right, 
Say again. Safety. Oh. Safety. Oh, yeah, easy. The Bengals. Um, they just got, again, they're just better on the back seven, back four. Uh, Jesse Bates is the best player in that secondary between both teams. So, Bengals easy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Say the same thing. Um no particular respect for the, the secondary, as I said before. So I'm staying with Cincinnati. All right, last one here, special teams. Uh, you never know. Because you never know. <laughs> I don't do this one I have no idea. So you mm-hmm. know what? I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with my history of Andy Reid, typically having really good special teams, and I'm just gonna say the Chiefs, but I have no clue on 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 who has the better special teams. I'll say that. Yeah, I it looks like we're we're boring. Poor my poor Rob. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would simply say I've seen the Chiefs. I think they have a better return team. To the top of my head, I've seen them do more work. So I'll go with the Chiefs on the slight edge. Okay. All right. Well, that that was hard to do, but like I said, we, you know, the conference championship, you have to start thinking, you know, these these two, you know, best of the best here. So, (laughs) but all right, now we're gonna get out, get out the hard stuff and back into the easy stuff. Our bets for the week, and congratulations to all of us. (laughs) We all got the W. All of us covered our picks. I think this is the first time this season we can say that. Yeah. So we got that going for us. Um, All three of us won this week. Um, Where is it? I took the Niners uh, giving up three and a half. They covered against the Cowboys. Mm -hmm. Um, Rob, you took Cincinnati getting five. They won that outright. That was no problem at all. And um, Kwame, you took uh, Jacksonville getting eight and a half. So they didn't win it, but they covered. So that's, that's all that matters. That's right. So when it comes to that, I'm officially eliminated at this point. So it's between you guys. I'm 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 actually last place altogether, thanks to my NFC East, uh, my <laughs> NFC East uh, embarrassment of the year. So. Overall records, I'm sitting at uh, 16 and 18. Two games left. I'm trying to at least get to 500. Uh, Rob, you're sitting at 19, 14, and 1. You're in the lead. And uh, Kwame, you're in second place, still with a shot. Not not a great shot, but a shot. <laughs> you're at, uh, I got you at 18, 16, and 1. So you're 18, what in game? Did I seventeen, miss a... six, no, seventeen. Yeah, 16, that's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. So you're two games behind with two games left. So you could Gotta tie, win. and then we'll do a tiebreaker if we need to for that Super Bowl, if it's a possibility. Now, now, now that we're in conference championship, this is probably the most difficult. Well, the Super Bowl probably is the more difficult, but this is probably the most difficult because the lines move every day. Yeah. Normally, normally. In a regular season, the lines barely ever move. 
but because you know. of, of of certain said player injuries situations. Well, what has changed so far? We're the line that, that we come, the, the line that we have tonight may not be the line on Friday for either game. So well, we, okay. we're, we're we're going to go, but we're going to go with the current go the current odds today. right That's now. That's right. That's right. Yeah, that's all we we're can going do. with the current odds today. So go ahead. All right. Well, for me, um, you know, I thought about taking the Niners and and trying to jinx the the, not the Niners because my uh, NFC's picks have been so bad. But <laughs> you know, I did take the Niners last week against the Cowboys and they won. So I'm going to avoid the NFC East altogether. I'm going to the AFC. I'm going to take the the Bengals giving up one to the Chiefs. Um, wow, that's what's showing on CBS right now. Yeah, that's that's why I'm up here staring because I thought it must have flipped. Yeah, it was Good. like two, I think two and a half, maybe. No, I mean I, the Chiefs were favored, the Chiefs were favored by one, if I'm not mistaken, to start the week, didn't it? Earlier in the week, the Chiefs were favored, and it went in favor of the Bengals, and now it's it's kind of moved back to almost even. So okay, um, money money yeah. flowing. Yeah, Money's yeah, it's flowing. going back and forth here. I'm going with the Bengals though. Um, Joe Burrow's three and zero against uh, Patrick Mahomes. It's a one point spread, mm. so basically it's a pick 'em. Mm. Um, I'm going with the Bengals, not to mention the fact that Mahomes is injured right now. So. Okay. So we got the Bengals minus one. Okay. All right. As long as Rob doesn't pick mine, we have might have a chance at something. <laughs> I'm gung ho on a little team from Philadelphia with the minus two and a half. And I'm about to put money on it too. So I put my money where my mouth is. Eagles minus two and a half. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, we're going against. Well, this is the t- point where I have to pick and choose. I go against one of y'all, or I go with one of y'all. And this time, I'm going with Matt here because I've been telling you all year the Bengals. Even though I'm as a Ravens fan, it's hard to to follow, but I've been saying the Bengals are that team, and they're going to make their moves and. I'm going to agree, Matt. You, you know, since you're eliminated, you have to basically carry me to the finish line here. So, mm-hmm. of course, I'm taking the Bengals and 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 winning outright. You're damn right. Okay. Well, I will say this. I'll give you credit, man. I mean, you could have just as easily said uh, you're going to go with the Eagles, and since you're up two games, you lock in the championship. So, you're gonna you're gonna not take it. You're gonna go with your own pick and i i respect that man so well you know i i as much as i love the eagles i i just don't want to jinx them and i don't <laughs> yeah, pick them. i just don't pick them now that could change in a few weeks obviously but for now i don't have to pick them as long as it's not a head-to-head straight up head-to-head deal mm-hmm. so i go with the other game so i'm gonna okay. go with the Bengals. I think the Bengals are got this got this down pat. We'll be seeing them in, in Glendale on the twelfth. I got you, man. I got you. So um uh we got this round and one more round left. Um Rob and I both have Cincinnati giving up one 
and Kwame, you got the Eagles giving up two and a half. And uh, if things work out in your favor, you might be looking at a potential tiebreaker in the Super Bowl. So that's going to the tiebreaker would be the over under. Okay. Okay. All right. We'll do that. Hopefully that does. Well, hopefully it doesn't happen, but <laughs> it could. But you never know. All right. Our last one of our last thing, and we always do this. Our last one, the surprise and disappointments for this divisional round that was kind of dull. Uh, dude, I'm I'm unqualified for this round because all I saw was like the first half of the Eagles game. So, um, dude, I got no disappointments or surprises. Um, <laughs> Josh Allen is my disappointment. I mean, just watching, seeing the score of the game, the Bills losing, scoring 10 points. That's pretty pathetic. And the surprise, um, I don't know. I'll throw, I'll throw the, uh, no, that's not really a surprise either. <laughs> There's not really any surprises, man. This week it, it was almost chalk. So I'll I'll say the uh, surprise is Mahomes getting injured. You know, mm. he, any an injury can happen any time, but hey, with in in the playoffs, your your number one player getting injured, it's got to be somewhat a surprise, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, mine is all it was simple. It's all in the same game. So surprised with the Cincinnati marching marching downfield with ease, and disappointed with the Bills. Um, yeah, and I and I knew, like I said, the emotional part will wear out, but I didn't think you'd still let the team march down your throat, opening drive, <laughs> and then the second drive, also. Um, so I was surprised about the Cincinnati and sh- sh- shocked at the Bills' uh, pathetic play on offense and on, and on offense, and to see <laughs> Stephon Diggs getting demonstrative. Uh, I don't know what he was saying, but he was not. Uh, they looked pleased at the end of the game as he walked by uh, his, his, his quarterback. So. Uh, Yep, that's my shock. Because the other three games, expected. Yeah, you know, yeah. I expected San Fran to beat Dallas. I expect I knew he was going to beat the Giants, and um, the Chiefs thought would beat the, the Jaguars, and I thought the Jaguars would cover. So it all fit. <laughs> all right. Well, my surprise. You know, like I said, just you get to this point. There's not many to look around. There's not many games to look around unlike in the regular season. But this the fact that the 49ers barely survived the Cowboys is is surprising enough. I mean, I thought they would be much better than them, or at least at least by at least ten points better. But they again it's a product of the rookie quarterback who probably got rattled against a defense that wasn't as as good as the defense they're gonna see on on Sunday. So we'll see how that goes. But you know, Brock Purdy might have been exposed a little bit. Shall see Sunday. And we all are in agreement with the Buffalo Bills. And just it's just the fact that they didn't show up. And, 
you know, you kind of question Josh Allen a little bit. Is he is he the right? I mean, I'm not saying he's the. It's we get to that point where he can't win anything, but it's just. Let's be honest. I mean, with all the talent he has, you know, he does make boneheaded mistakes or sometimes gets lost in the in the in the moment kind of deal. And that was the case he played in this postseason. So now you have an off season where you gotta figure out are we the third best team in the AFC? Are we the second best team in the AFC? Because we're not better than the Bengals right now. And we have to figure out how to beat them. So, you know, Von Miller hopefully will be back next year. I mean, or should I say next year, September. And obviously we'll see if they make the, the proper adjustments so they can obviously be the team that we talk about as that team in the AFC the way the Bengals are now. Yeah. Now, my dummy of the week goes to Mike McCarthy and his clock management. The guy doesn't know what he's doing. And it's a shame because you you know between him and Dak, they throw they throw themselves under the bus every time, and has cost the Cowboys a chance at playing in a big spot for all bragging rights of the NFC in representing in the Super Bowl. Well, we still should be all right with Philly with the Eagles, but it would have been cool to see an all NFC East conference championship. It would be only the third time that would happen. It happened in 1980, Iraqi Eagles and Cowboys, and 1986 with Washington and the Giants. So, it would have been nice to see an all-NFC East deal, but dummy of the week goes to, well, it's two two of them this week, and that is Dak, or I mean, Dakota, Dakota. my bad, Dakota, (laughs) and Mike McCarthy. Yeah, I would I give it to Dak. Uh 206 yards passing, one touchdown, two interceptions, 63.6 passer rating. Pretty pathetic for a playoff game for a supposed franchise quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. I would uh definitely say old McCarthy with the what the hell was that final play? <laughs> what the, that means they practiced that. Like they didn't just come up with that then. That's something they actually practiced. Zeke at yeah. center, and he just got bum rushed. You ever watch maybe, that again? Maybe that, watch that, how they that, just that, muck. That, <laughs> maybe that's huh? the, the 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 indication that Zeke has played his last game in Dallas. Maybe. Why would you put him out there in that spot to get <laughs> Put himself out there to get mauled like that. He ain't, mm-hmm. he ain't useless. He ain't useless anyway. When 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 power <laughs> went out of the game, he was useless anyway. You're he ain't, he ain't worth a damn anymore. So no. now, it is what it is. It is yeah, what it, it is. It is. it is what it is. That's for sure. Yeah. And I'll tell you what I'm surprised all... about. It's 56 degrees here on January 25th at night. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's already climbed that high? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yep. well, well, that's all we have for this episode. It's a longer episode. You know, we had to get Matt back into the game here yeah. after another after his third vacation of the season or fourth or whatever. I don't know how many vacations he's taken to this point. But yeah, it's longer than my commute. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but he, but obviously here we are. Sunday, 
it will be on Sunday somehow. I don't know what the time yet. We'll we'll come up with it here off off situation. We preview who will be going to Super Bowl Fifty Seven in the desert in Glendale. Lots to think about. We have one more game of the week. We have one more lock of the week. And Kwame will figure out what he thinks is the better matchup in his intriguement. So that's all we have for this longer than usual episode. But we yeah. got everything in that we need to get in. And we won't be that long on Sunday, hopefully, give or take. But we'll have time to you know, we're only previewing <laughs> two games, but it may seem like eight. But at the end of the day, that's all we have. Y'all stay dry. Y'all stay cool or dry and warm. And we will talk to y'all Sunday. Yeah, hey, look who joined us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. And.